appreciation and gratitude flowing in our hearts. Amen? For, for what He has done for us. So it says in, in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 that we are saved by grace. We are saved by grace. And in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 it says that because if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, we will be saved. Because it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you confess and you are saved. And in Joel chapter 2 verse 32 in the Old Testament, uh, one of the prophets, it says that it shall come to pass that everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And um, as I was thinking about these things, I was thinking, man, it's, those are good scriptures, and they're wonderful lines and wonderful verses, but uh, I need to know for myself. And sometimes we need to be just reminded of what we're actually saved from. And one of the things it says in the Bible that we are saved from is in Galatians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church, and he says, Grace and peace to you from our Lord and our, and our Father, God the Father, and who has saved us by the blood of his son. But also he has saved us from the evil in this present age. That in this present age that we are living in, there's, there's evil that the Lord Jesus comes and he saves us from when we become his children. And if we become his children, he saves us from this present evil age. If we are his children. In John chapter 1 verse 12, it says that all who receive Jesus, in fact, the verse just before in verse 11, it says that his own people rejected him and they refused him when he came to save them. They didn't want his salvation. They didn't believe in his message. But it says to all those who did receive him and those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So this morning, I want to ask you just now, there's going to be an opportunity for you to say, you know what, I want to not only believe in Jesus, because even the demons believe, but they're not saved, but I also want to receive Jesus into my heart. And then you will be saved. You will be his child. Um, but it says that in this world, there is evil. And from that evil in this present age, Jesus comes and he saves us. With all the murder going on and, and, and rape and, and, and all the evil things that are happening around us. Jesus comes and he saves us from these things. Drug addiction. MMA addiction. Witchcraft. And sometimes the Lord comes and as we become his children, he saves us from our old ways of violence and gossip and slander. He comes and he saves us from the evil that is evident in this world. In the book of Exodus in the Old Testament, it's a story of God's people. When they just became his people and they were locked up in Egypt. They were in bondage for around 400 years. And there was an evil. There was an evil there in that present time. There was an evil where they were under bondage, where they were they yoked to evil, to the evil pharaoh, the evil king, and to the slaves, the taskmasters. 
and, and they went through a time of torment and a time of pain and a time, it says in the Bible, of oppression when they were oppressed. And it also says in the Bible that the Old Testament stories are just a foreshadow of what's actually going to happen in these times. It's a sign from God about what's going to happen in the future. But as, as God's people were in a time of, going through a time of torment and pain and bondage, they cried out to God. And it says when they cried out to God, the Lord heard them and he came down. And he says, and he met Moses by the burning bush. And he spoke to Moses through the bush. And Moses says, let me just go to this bush and see what this, what's going on here. And the Lord said to him, I, I've heard the cry of my people. I've seen their oppression. And I've come down to save them. I've come down to save them. But now you go. Go in there and bring them out. It reminds me of us going, as the church yesterday was mobilized and we went out into Parklands to go preach the gospel. I mean, the youth and the parents and the children, we all went out together. And there was a sense of God hears the cry of the people in our neighborhoods. He hears the cry and the hurt and, and he sees the pain in Parklands, in Sunningdale. And he says to us, now you go out. And you, and you go tell them. And so the Lord came and he delivered his people out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, out of the fiery furnace. He saved them from the, the present evil that was at that time. And today, there is an evil in this world that the Lord comes to save us from. I remember when I was I was, a, uh, I was a drug addict. I started doing drugs when I was 10 years old. I had an abusive father. He used to beat me and used to beat my mother. And uh, so I grew up having no self-worth, no confidence. And I turned, to, I turned to drugs when I was 10, 10 years old, in this evil world. And I turned to breaking into houses and stealing and fighting and being rebellious at school. By 15, I was kicked out of eight schools and three boarding schools. Two of them were Afrikaans, Enkekek, and one was Catholic. You can imagine the bondage. I'm joking. The Lord loves him very much. But, um, and, and I was rebellious, and I did all sorts of bad things. I blew up a house with a gas bottle, because people didn't want to pay me for stolen goods. I landed up in prison twice. For seven months and then for four and a half years out of a nine and a half year sentence for robbery and being violent. And uh, when I came out of prison, I went back onto drugs. And I, and I got addicted to crack cocaine. And I was on crack for many years. And in 2006, at the age of 35, I'd just been doing so many bad things. Bad things, sexual things and violent things and hurting myself and, and hurting people and robbing and stealing. And I was lying in this bed, and my daughter was three years old, and there was no hope for me. And I, I couldn't be a good father to my daughter, and I couldn't provide for her. And one morning after a night of doing drugs the whole night, and just spending all my money, all my pay, um, I said, God, if you are real, will you please help me? 
Will you please save me? And uh, the next day, somebody came to my house and, they, and off I went to a Christian men's home for one year. <laughs> Woo! And Jesus saved me in that home and he put his spirit in me. The Bible says that when we um, ask the Lord to help us and he comes and he helps us and we become his child, he puts his Holy Spirit in us and he put his spirit in me and he helped me and he saved me from the evil in this, in this world. The Lord Jesus saved me. And I left that home and I got disconnected from the church and I got disconnected from the Lord and I went back onto drugs. And at that time I came to this church. <laughs> and for five years I was struggling in this church with drugs. I couldn't, what happened the first time, it wasn't as easy now the second time. It says in the Bible that if an unclean spirit leaves you, because the Holy Spirit comes, that unclean spirit, it comes back. And if it sees that this room, this house is empty, it comes to dwell here. Where the Lord wants to dwell here, in you and me. This is His temple, and He wants to dwell here. But that unclean spirit came back and saw that there's no Holy Spirit here. I was back on the drugs, filling myself with crack cocaine. And it says in the Bible that that unclean spirit goes and he gets seven friends, seven demons to come back. And the state of that person is worse than the first. So for the next five years, I was pawning my little motorbike that I was using for my business, selling all my stuff, all the pay I was getting. I was just in a, such a place of torment like the Egyptians, a taskmaster over me, just driving me into the slavery. And I couldn't stop no matter how no matter how much I tried. And I remember being in, in a drug house in Brooklyn again. And um, after the Lord had saved me, after he showed me his grace and his mercy, and once again I'm lying in this drug house and I couldn't get out. I had to pay to get out. I'd spent all my money and I'd pawned my motorbike. <laughs> so I had to get money into this drug house before I could leave. And I cried out to God from that on the little couch. I said, God, if you're real, will you please, once again, Will you please help me? Would you please save me? I know I messed up. And uh, I felt a, and the, there was a guy in the lounge. of this, He was watching me. I couldn't get out. And he had this evil look in his eye. But I felt something and I got up and I, I went to go knock on the door of the main dealer. And he was in the room and I said to him, I need to take my bike now. And I need to go, I need to go home. I'll come back and sort your money out. And then all of a sudden things just changed. The atmosphere changed there. And this guy that had this look in his face had a fear full look on his face and he let me go and um, I came home and I came to church and uh, Mike Davis was preaching and he said you know for some of us to appreciate what uh, what God has done for us and to see God and to know God a bit more and to get a breakthrough in our lives we need to actually really have a, a revelation of God for ourselves because sometimes you can be in the church and you can be saved but you don't really know what you've been saved from. You don't, haven't really met or you haven't really seen He, the one who actually saved you. And I went home that day and I really cried out to God and I said, God, how do you want me to see you? Because I can't see you in any particular way. Must I see you as gentle Jesus? Or must I see you as the great I am, the Bible says, or the ancient of days, or the lion of the tribe of Judah, or gentle Jesus in the manger? How must I see you, God? And I was crying out to the Lord because I wanted to see him, but I wanted to do breakthrough from this evil in my life. And uh, I started reading through the scriptures, and I was reading through 2 Samuel 22 at, um, at the time. And, uh, and I read there, and it starts off by saying, the Lord is my rock. Now, I've been smoking crack cocaine, which is rocks. The street name is rocks, and I read this, the Lord is my rock. 
my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation. He's my stronghold. He's my savior. It says, from violent men you saved me. And the Lord showed me how when I called out to him from the drug house, how he came to get me. How he came to pull me out there. And he says, and it says there, the waves of death swirled about me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called to the Lord. I called to my God. And from his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came to his ears. Then it says, the earth trembled and quaked. And the foundations of the heavens shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke arose from his nostrils. Consuming fire came out of his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of his mouth. He parted the heavens and came down, and dark clouds were under his feet. He mounted the cherubim, and he flew, and he soared on the wings of the wind. He made darkness his canopy around him, even the dark rain clouds of the sky. It says, out of the brightness of his presence, bolts of lightning blazed forth. The Lord thundered from heaven. The voice of the Most High resounded. He shot arrows and scattered the enemies, bolts of lightning, and rooted them. The valleys of the sea were exposed, and the foundations of the earth laid bare. At the rebuke of the Lord. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. And he drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from our powerful enemies, from our foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord said, that's who I am to you. When you cry out to me. I'm not just a strict God. I'm not just a God waiting to give you hiding. When you cry out to me, I come. I make a dramatic entrance. And I come and I save you from the evil in this world. If you cry out to me, I will save you. And I think this morning, for some of us, there might be a cry in our hearts. Maybe you're going through something in your life and you're saying, Yo, Lord, will you come and save me from the evil in this world? Will you come and be my God? And so the Lord saves us from the evil in this world. In the second commandment, it says that you you shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in the heavens above or in the waters below or in the, sorry, the earth below or the waters beneath. You shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sins of the fathers to the third and fourth generation by showing love to a thousand generations to those who love me and to those who keep my commandments. There's something about when we receive the Lord as our God. He comes and He blesses our families. He comes and He looks after our children. When you ask the Lord to come into our lives, He doesn't just come and sort you out. He sorts your family out to a thousand generations. And so at one stage, I couldn't look after my daughter. I couldn't provide for her. I remember one day I felt so good because she was like three years old. And I I came to her mother and I had this little panty for her and a a stick of teething biltong. And I thought, she's so generous. But I was able to offer that as I hold on to the Lord in this church. And there were people around me to help me and leaders and men and women that came to help me and love me. And I was able to pay all my daughter's school fees in advance every year up until last year. Now she got a job, I was able to buy her a car, a second-hand car, a couple of weeks ago, because the Lord helped me. Because when I called out to him, in this evil world, he came and he helped me. He saved me. Amen. But it says in the Bible that he also saves us from the consequence of our sin. 
Excuse me. He saves us from the consequence of our sin. There's a consequence. As much as he loves us, he hates that sin. It says in the Bible that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The wages of that sin is death because God looks at that sin and it must be dealt with. There's a punishment for that. Blood has to be shed. And so he sent his son, Jesus Christ. He said, I'm gonna, you can't come to me because you're darkness, because you've sinned, you've stolen, or you've lied, whatever it might be, any sin. It says in the Bible, if you've sinned once and you've disobeyed all the laws, it's just as well as you've disobeyed all of them. You fall short of the, the glory of God. It says in Romans 3.23 that all have sinned, every single one, and we all fall short of the glory of God. We all fall short of that standard, His perfection, because He's light and He's perfect and beautiful and wonderful. And, but we can't come to Him because of our sin. But He wants to make us right. He made us in our mother's wombs, it says, with a plan and a purpose. He made you, knitted you together wonderfully in your mother's womb for Him, the Bible says. He made you and me for Him, for His good pleasure. And He wants us to come back to Him. And it says in the Bible that the blood of Jesus that, that came from that cross, that flowed out of His body when they pierced Him, that blood washes us clean and makes us as white as snow. And so it says in the Bible in, in, in um, John chapter 3, 16, that God so loved the world. This is why he saved us. Because he so loved us. He so loves you. And he so loves me. And I hope that we, got a bit of a, we get a bit of a deeper revelation today. I always, want to, I always want to know a little bit more. I want to see God. It says in the Bible, we only see in part. Then we will know him fully when we see him face to face. But I want to know him more and more now. But it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but they will have eternal life. Whoever believes in him, that word believes in the Greek means to entrust yourself, your soul, your spirit, your whole being fully to Jesus Christ. To entrust yourself fully to Jesus Christ. Then you will have, you will not perish, but have eternal life. That word perish is apolumi. It means to be totally destroyed, totally separated from God. And the thing is, when, we, when God offers us the free gift of eternal life, and we say no to that gift, then we've, we've made our choice. We've chosen death. We've chosen to be separated from Him for all eternity. That sin that comes from Satan is so bad and does so much bad in the world and separates us from God. It's so bad that it must be dealt with in such a harsh manner that God would send His own Son to suffer and die. For Him to send His own Son that was with Him for all time to come through the Virgin Mary and grow up and to suffer like that and die. The sin must be great, but the love is even greater for you and for me. But it's a free gift. God has given us a free gift of eternal life for all, the Bible says, who would receive him and those who would believe in his name. And maybe I want to ask us this morning, can we pray? Can we, can we close our eyes before I ask Lucas to come up? I just want to, I want to give some of you an opportunity this morning.
not all those who believe. Some of you might have come here today and, and you believed. You believe in the Lord. It says in the Bible, the demons also believe. But they're not obedient to the Lord. They're not walking with the Lord. They're not walking and, 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 and being a son or being a daughter. And he's not their father. They're not, not even in his family. But the Bible said to those who believe and who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. And this morning, the Lord wants to give you that right to become a child of God. To save you from the evil in this world. But also to save you from the consequence of your, your sin, which he wants to do. He's been patient with you up to now. He might be patient with you a bit longer, I don't know. But today is a day that he's calling you. Today is a day that he wants to save you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're saying in your heart today, the Lord's speaking to you today and saying, I want to come down and I want to save you. And I want you to be my child. I want you to receive the blood of my son. I want you to receive my forgiveness. I, I want you to be in relationship with me through my son. I want to save you today. And if that's you and saying, I want to be saved, will you put your hand up this morning with me? Is there anyone? You've never been in a relationship with Jesus before. Is there one there? Put your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I see it then. Is there anybody else? It says in the Bible that today is the day of salvation. And the free gift of God is eternal life for all who would not only believe in Him, but would receive Him. I'm just going to wait a little bit. I wouldn't want you to go home today and you don't know 100% in your heart that Jesus is your Savior and that He wants to save you and keep you with Him for all eternity. That's a long time. It says in the Bible that to all those who would reject Jesus Christ, who would reject God's Son, at that time, there's going to be a weeping and a gnashing of teeth where people are going to cry and gnash their teeth because they had the opportunity, but they said no. For all eternity, they're going to know in their hearts they could have, but they didn't. I want to give you one more opportunity before we carry on. If that's you today, my friend, don't wait until tomorrow. If that's you today, put your hand up and I want to pray for you. Is there anyone else? I see that hand. I see that hand. Well done. God bless you, man. Did you give? Okay. Those guys that have got their hands up, can you just make sure that they don't leave without you spending some time with them and chatting? Well done. You know, the Bible says that if you acknowledge God before people, when He comes, and He's going to come, and when He does come, whether we die now or in 30 years, or once we die, it's over. Then we, the next thing we see is we see Jesus face to face. And if you acknowledge Him today, then on that day, He's going to acknowledge you in front of all 
the hosts of heaven in front of all the angels is going to say, this one, this child acknowledged me. I'm going to ask one more time. Jesus, Jesus wants to save you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to put his spirit in you. Jesus came to earth the first time he was born as a little baby and he grew up and when he was about 30 years old he started his ministry and he showed that he was God he did many miracles he walked on water he calmed the seas and the waves he healed the sick he raised up the dead at least three times and then he went and he died on a cross to pay the price like Declan has has preached to us for our sins and then he rose again on Easter Sunday And he said that he had the keys of death and Hades in his hand. He had defeated sin and death once for all. When Jesus came, he said, I have not come that I would condemn the world, but to save everyone from their sins. And then he rose up into the sky, he ascended, and he sits at the right hand of God the Father now until the day that he's coming again. But he is coming again. And when he comes again, he's not coming like a little baby. He's coming as a mighty man of war. And the Bible says he wears a robe that is dipped in the blood of his enemies. And there is a double-edged sword that comes out of his mouth with which he will use to slay those who are not his. It says that the second time he comes, he comes standing in the wine press of the fury of God. And he will bring the judgment of God and the anger of God to bear on all those who did not obey him. And he says, Repent of your sins and turn back to God. He says, say sorry for your sins and turn back to God. In the book of Romans, he says that the the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all the wickedness and the evil of man who choose, knowing that God is there, not to acknowledge him as God. 
And I really feel the Spirit of God this morning is calling every heart here to repent of our sins and to turn back while we still have time. Like Declan said, today when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart, but respond. So I'm going to ask everyone in this place that has never responded to Jesus, would you pray with me? Pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I'm sorry for my sins. Please forgive me. Please save me. Like you saved Austin. Like you saved Declan. Please save me, Lord. I want to give you my life. I want to be yours. I want to be your child from today. I ask you this, Lord Jesus. Amen.